But uh, something had bobbed up on the weekend. I'm far from a boxing aficionado, but this uh, raised my eyebrows uh, when the story on Fox Sports. American superstar Terence Crawford is looking to again move up in weight and challenge for Tim Zhu's WBO super welterweight crown and possibly as soon as his next fight. So we thought we've got to get it on the man that will know the answer to this question and where this has all come from. His name is Ben Damon from Main Event, and he joins us this morning. Ben? Hey, Jules. Yeah, mate. Um, there's something new in boxing uh, every couple of days, and, uh, yeah, it's amazing the things that, that get reported and get picked up around the place. But I, I can confirm, at least, that there have been some conversations between um, PVC, who have had the promotional rights around Terence Crawford's most recent fights and No Limit, who've got Tim Zhu, about potentially making this fight happen at some point. I don't think it's going to be the next one, but stranger things have happened. So where's this all come from? Where's this discussion come from that uh, Terence Crawford is looking to fight Tim Zhu? Well, this story has come from a a mate of Terence Crawford, essentially. One of his coaches, uh, not his main trainer, but uh, someone else who helps him out around the gym who has gone on a podcast somewhere and uh, essentially given his opinion, which is that he thinks Terence Crawford, uh, for want of, of any opponent at this point, should go up in weight and fight against Tim Zhu. He sees that as the most attractive fight. That doesn't mean to say that Terence Crawford does, but we <laughs> do know that Terence Crawford is interested because there are some legs to this story. Uh, he probably has spoken a bit out of turn, this bloke, but it, it is a fact that the conversations have started between No Limit and PBC around Terence Crawford. So it's a fight certainly that Tim Zhu is uh, very interested by, and you would think that it's probably something of interest to Terence Crawford as well because going up in weight and uh, taking on a, a, an emerging star in Tim Zhu and someone who he would certainly fancy himself to beat because he'd fancy himself to beat everyone uh, would be of interest to him. So there's something to it, but, um, yeah, I don't think it's as far developed as perhaps uh, the story gave it credit for. So from Tim's point of view in his camp, he would have no interest in this being his next fight? No, he'd have in- he'd do it today. Okay. If they rang Tim Zhu and said, do you want to fight Terence Crawford? He'll fight him today. No problems with Tim Zhu. He'd fight... Terence Crawford and Canelo Alvarez in the same day, if you asked him to. He's not necessarily going to beat them both, but uh, he is so confident and so ambitious that he is willing to do anything. That's the thing with dealing with Igor Golubev, who is the trainer of Tim Zhu and Nikita Zhu. Pretty much anyone in global boxing, you can ring him and say, are you happy with your fighter fighting this bloke? And he'll say within 30 seconds, yes, no problems. So that's just the way that they are. So, yeah, no problems for for Tim Zhu, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to pull this together in time. Um, the conversation has been that Tim Zhu's next fight, which is meant to take place in the US either late March or, or mid-April sometime, is meant to be against Erickson Lubin, who's a, a Southpaw uh, star over there in America. But there's a bit of talk that maybe that fight is proving more difficult to make than, than had been hoped. So now you turn to what will the next opponent look like for Tim Zhu? Terence Crawford, obviously, if that fight was to present itself, then that, that wouldn't be a problem. But I just don't know that they're going to be able to pull together a deal like that in that short amount of time. More likely, Tim will fight someone else, and then maybe we do see that fight against Terence Crawford later this year. If that fight was to happen, whenever that would be, where would it likely be? Would it be in the States or would it be in Australia? you think it would be in the States because Terence Crawford is 
pound for pound number one or number two in the world, depending on who you ask. It's either him or the Japanese superstar, Noe Inoue, who's the best pound for pound fighter in the world at the moment. So he's got a lot of pull. Um, the network over there in the US who are backing PBC, which is Amazon Prime now, they'd be keen to have that fight on their air and, and out of the US. Of course, you could have it in Australia and broadcast live as we have done on Showtime the last couple of Tim Zoo fights because we do them at lunchtime on a Sunday and that means prime time on a Saturday night. But you would think that they'd want to do this in Vegas, that they'd want to make a big deal about it in America. Um, we'd love to have it in Australia, though. Imagine what you could do mm. in terms of uh, a stadium fight and the interest that a fight like that would have here in Australia. So our push would be to have it in Australia, but um, I would think that uh, probably the Yanks had overruled there. Speaking to Ben Damon from Main Event, all things boxing. It's really, it, we've spoken to you about this before, Ben. It's a really exciting time uh, for Australian boxing. Another one that's uh, doing some great things is Jason Maloney. Well, what's next for Jason? Jason wants to unify the division now. So he has uh, one of the belts in his division. He defended it uh, the other day in that big show that took place in Quebec City in a really good fight, a, a fight of the year contender, which um, in January there's, there's a few of them already. Um, <laughs> don't want to go too early. But, yeah, don't get, we won't give him the award just yet, but he'll be in the conversation come the end of the year. Um, anyway, he defended a great fight and, and a great performance. So now he wants to fight against the other champions in his division. Uh, there's a pretty decent chance uh, that he will be able to do that on a big show that is coming to Perth, um, which is going to be announced pretty shortly, which is Vasily Lomachenko fighting against George Cambosis for the uh, IBF world title at lightweight. Um, Jason Maloney could well find himself in a unification fight as the co-main event on that Lomachenko-Cambosis card. So, yeah, he's in a really good spot um, and exciting times. And it's just great that he's finally a world champion and he's defending that belt. Absolutely. That was an amazing fight, as you say. Uh, he was very, very brave in that fight. Uh, what about another one of our, our fighters that's going really well, Liam Wilson? What's next on the on the card for him? Yeah, Liam Wilson's going to fight against Oscar Valdez, a Mexican star. It's a, a, a world title eliminator. He was, um, he was brilliant last year when we went over to Arizona. Um, Liam fighting against Emmanuel Navarrete for a world title and, and essentially, um, yeah, he got robbed. Uh, he dropped Navarrete, the long count and, and all the antics that followed and, and Liam Wilson didn't come home a world champion. But he's not far removed from another shot because this is a world title eliminator. It'll take place at the end of March over there in Arizona again, the same venue where he fought last year, and he'll fight against another Mexican in Oscar Valdez. Uh, that'll be a really big weekend. But there is the potential that on that weekend, not only does Liam Wilson fight in a, a fight that has already sort of leaked out, but perhaps that's the same weekend that Tim Zhu fights over there. So it could be a very busy weekend for Australian boxing in the US. And when you think about the fact that we could have fighters in two fights of that magnitude in the US on one weekend, we really are in the golden era of Australian boxing. Certainly. And what about the story, Dan, that was going around a while ago? I know it's not going to happen, but did, did it get close to Tim Zhu potentially fighting in Vegas the week that the NRL are there to launch the, their season? Yeah, it got very close. Um, right up until probably two weeks ago, that was still the push, was to, to try and make that happen. Everyone on this side of the world was behind it and was okay and it could have happened. The NRL was on board, No Limit and Tim Zoo's camp 
were on board. Uh, all, all of those things were fine, but the problem was the Americans and their and their TV deal was the problem. It was PBC and and um, them signing off on their new broadcast deal with Amazon Prime. It just couldn't be done quite in time, so it didn't get done, unfortunately, because it would have been a fantastic weekend. But uh, regardless, Tim will fight over there at some point, either in late March or in mid-April. And, um, yeah, you know, that, it might have been a one-off, but if the NRL makes a, a regular go of of that Vegas trip, I'm sure you'll see boxing involved soon. No doubt. What about Michael Zarafa, Ben? What's going on with Michael? When will we see him in the ring again? Well, you'll see him pretty soon. He, he finally, after a truly bizarre uh, couple of years, is going to be in one corner of a world title fight. He's going to fight against Erislandi Lara for the WBA's middleweight world title. Um, that'll take place on a PBC show. Um, stranger things have happened than him being on the undercard of Tim Zhu's next fight. That's a, a possibility, uh, having that fight. Otherwise, he'll be on another big PBC show. But he is going to get his world title shot. So... That is really good news because it's been such a such a long time. There's been a lot of mistakes made in the management of, of Michael Zarafa over the years, um, but it looks like finally he's going to get his shot and he's waited um, patiently at times and, and not patiently at others, but uh, it'll be great to, to see him finally get that chance to prove uh, that he is the, the sort of class that he tells you he is. So just on that, he hasn't fought since November 2022. How, how difficult would that have been for Michael in terms of, you know, the training and keeping your focus and just his mentality, not fighting for that long. Well, especially when you consider what that fight was. I don't know if you you sat through it. I had to call it. He fought against Danilo Criati uh, on a show in Sydney and it was just a stinker of a fight. It was just uh, a fight that never got going. So he took all that criticism of headlining on, on main event. Then he could have gone straight into a fight here in Australia for the IBF world title against Esquiva Falcao, who's a Brazilian who he probably would have beaten pretty convincingly, who ended up fighting against someone else and getting beaten anyway. His management pulled him out of that, went a different direction. They made a mistake, and they've been waiting ever since. So he has been just waiting around, being so frustrated, training as he does each and every day, but he hasn't been able to get that shot up until now, but finally it's here, and I'm sure that the frustration has been quite incredible for, for Michael Zarafa, and um, just really glad that he gets his chance to, to prove a, a point and, and a number of points um, in a fight that will be coming up pretty shortly. Do you think he'll win that fight? It's a tough fight. Erislandi Lara has been around a long time. He is getting older. That's the advantage that Marcus Zarafa has, but he's world-class. He's Cuban. He's very slippery. Marcus Zarafa will go in an underdog in that fight, but he's fresh, very fresh after not having fought for a long time. Um, I, I give him a really good chance, and I hope he can do it. But, uh, yeah, it's a tough fight. It is. That's a long wait. I don't know how he's uh, gone through that over the last uh, 14 months or so. Uh, ben, as always, uh, thanks for your time. It's, it's a great time for Australian boxing and some big fights uh, on the card for 2024. I appreciate your time as always. Yeah, no worries, Jules. The other name that you'll be hearing a bit about in, in the next little bit is uh, Jai Pattaya. He's yes. been over uh, sparring with Tyson Fury. Uh, he actually arrived home yesterday, Jai Pattaya. I haven't had a chance to speak with him yet, but he's come home a fair way ahead of schedule, so I'll be interested to hear what happened in that camp with... Uh, He's uh, heading towards another shot at a world title. It's the belt that he vacated himself, and he'll fight against Myris Bratis, uh, the man who he beat for that world title. Uh, that'll take place next month in Saudi Arabia. But, yeah, he was meant to be still over there with Tyson Fury sparring. I don't know if he's uh, got the better of Fury or Fury <laughs> just didn't like 
what was in front of him, but he's, uh, he's headed home early. Uh, so I'll be interested to see exactly what's gone on there. But he is one of the stars, not only in Australia, but of global boxing right now. Jai Bataille, a scary man, and maybe he's bashed up Tyson Fury in sparring. It, that's meant to be on the undercard of Tyson Fury's fight, isn't it? That that bout? It is. It is, yes. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he won't be allowed in the same building. But this is obviously a story that I'm just completely making up, so uh, <laughs> I wouldn't put too much into it just yet. Uh, but certainly... Um, Something's happened, whether there just wasn't enough training uh, or the right kind of sparring for, for Jai ahead of his own fight. But he's decided to ha- come home anyway. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what, what has happened there. But it'll be a great fight. Um, Opatire against Bradis 2. That'll be on um, the, the undercard when Fury fights for all of the belts against the outstanding Alexander Usyk. Absolutely, Abel. Keeps you nice and be- busy, betting, which is uh, a good thing. Uh, thanks again for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. No problems, Jules. Anytime, mate. Talk soon. Bye-bye.